All right. Take us in. Uh, yeah, let's let's kick this pig. Did you say let's kick this pig? Yeah. Is that you don't what? Remember that? Kick this pig? Yeah, it's a thing we used to say. When? <laughs> when we were young and boys. Moronic? When we were boy. No, we never said let's kick this <laughs> yes. pig. What pigs did we have? What? <laughs> What were you doing? Know. What did you do? Now what? I don't remember where it came from. Now I feel like the asshole. Who kicks pigs? Yes, that would make you an asshole. That is correct. Welcome back to another episode of the Daily Screening Presents. Does it hold up? I am, as always, your host, Daily, and joining me once again, my partner in masked vigilanteism, Bartholomew Devin. Hello, Bart. Hey. Good to be here. Hey. It's nice to be back. It's nice to be in the swing of things again. Apologies for our prolonged absence, uh, and also... As you're going to note in just a minute, if you haven't already, by looking at the title of the episode, uh, we're not talking about Hook today, uh, and sadly, uh, Jamie is not here with us at the moment either. Uh, well, uh, she's with us. She's on this earth. She's just not recording. You want to try us. that again, man? <laughs> my, my wife didn't die. She's still alive. Jesus. She's just not on this podcast. Um, so we had some technical issues the day we tried to record Hook. Uh, so it didn't really come together, and then um, uh, we had, you know, various uh, some family issues and some scheduling issues, and my mom finally left New Zealand, which is crazy, um, and uh, and so we had sort of like a big big gap in time there. Um, and long story short, we watched Hook, but now it was like a long ass time ago. So it's like a month at this point. Yeah, yeah, it's like a month ago. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna let Hook drift off into the ether for the time being um it's still something i really want to come back to um because i think it's a great title for this particular format um and ideally i would like to get jamie involved in it because uh i think she'll have a, a differing perspective from the two of us so uh i will hopefully we'll circle back to hook at some point down the line but uh in the meantime, we are going to press on ahead, um, and this week, uh, well, we've got a whole other barrel of monkeys in store for us, but we'll get to that in a minute. How's your week been, man? How you doing? Um, not great. Not super great. Um, <laughs> well, a lot well of, the world's lot of, not super great these days. The world days. is not super great. There's been a lot of um, politization. Is that right? Politization? Politicization? That's it. Hmm. Um, there it is. Uh, of education. There's a C in there. Yes, there is. We, uh, of, of, I was gonna... of... Should I try that again? There's been a lot of politis... Fuck! <laughs> Can't say it. <laughs> Too many syllables. I'm keeping um, it all. I'm keeping all the, of this. The, the administration has been politicizing um, a lot of there education is. issues, so the work that I do has become... Yeah, I imagine you're quite busy with that bullshit. It has become infinitely more difficult and uh, just taxing than it ordinarily is yeah. um, jenna was like yeah. you're not well <laughs> and i was like oh <laughs> uh, someone needs to intervene here so i took friday <clears throat> i took friday off which was badly needed and i 
slept in and I did some woodworking and some house stuff and it was good. We've started watching, uh, have you seen this show, The Politician? That's the Ryan Murphy it's, show? It's on Netflix here. I don't know who Ryan Murphy is. Um, yeah, no, it's like, a, it's like a high school kid running for class president or some shit, right? Yes. With Gwyneth Paltrow in it? Yeah. Kind, I have not of. seen it. I know it, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's got two seasons um, with like a weird hard reset right at like just before the end of the first season. And you know what? Interesting. It's actually pretty good. I'm good. not the biggest fan. So it's Ryan Murphy is the like showrunner on that. He's a, cr- a creator. I'm not the biggest fan of Ryan Murphy's stuff. Like like he did Glee. He did American Horror Story. He did Nip Tuck. Like that's kind of his milieu. So, I have seen none um, of those. I've, I've never really, I've never really loved a Ryan Murphy series. So, I, I haven't seen any of those things, so I, I can't make the comparison. Um, I yeah. can tell you that the performances are pretty solid. Um, I, I fair enough. Like I, I as I, I gather from Jenna, the the lead whose name I don't know. I guess he is a at this point established Broadway uh, performer. Um, yeah, yeah. He's from uh, what's what's the one with the with the um, fuck the one with the fuck yeah no 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 it's not fucking equus uh the one with the uh fucking uh are they jehovah's witnesses i don't know Uh, you're thinking of dear evan hansen dear no i'm not i'm thinking oh dear Dear, evan hansen dear evan Evan hansen Hansen. i guess he's from that i don't know i don't have the frame reference i like that your default when i said the one with the fuck your default vision is not any play ever written in which two actors have sex, but the one where the kid fucks horses. I mean, if you had to describe... I mean, I guess that is the fuck. That's the, f- <laughs> like, the fuck, as in what the fuck. Um, I mean, should we just call wow. like, should we stop saying what the fuck and start saying what the equus? Like, <laughs> what the- <laughs> wouldn't, like be, it. wouldn't be wrong. Uh, I mean, it would still be very, very wrong, but it wouldn't be incorrect. It would be very, it would be very wrong. Fucking horses is very wrong. Very wrong, but not incorrect given the, <laughs> you know, context. Anyhow. We haven't even introduced what the fucking movie is yet, so let's let's do that. Yeah, go ahead. Guys, 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 we're talking about Zorro this week. We're talking about the 1998 adaptation of Zorro starring Antonio Banderas, Catherine Zeta-Jones, and Anthony Hopkins... In brownface? Anthony. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's in brownface, it's, right? Like, for this one, we can just call him Anthony. I can't believe it's not Butter Hopkins, because <laughs> the, he's not Mexican. No, no. He's playing a character named Don Diego de la Vega, so I don't think we could pretend he's a white guy. Nope. Like, he's... He is at... Like, they don't have him in egregious brownface makeup. He's sort of deeply tanned basically he looks like a white guy who just works outside all the time and is tanned but like and he has like very light blue eyes like very pale blue eyes he's anthony very very white he's anthony hobbit he's hannibal fucking lector he's 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 odin the nordic (laughs) god (laughs) and at one point he literally looks like he looks like odin like when he finds the uh banderas in the bar at the beginning and he's in his like full i just got out of prison old man get up he's got long hair he's got a beard like he is in full odin regalia he's just missing the eye patch and in fact he's wearing an eye patch earlier in the movie yeah, at one point a- he is long hair beard and an eye patch he's literally cosplaying as odin he's just not odin yet i was a little worried that he might ask 
Antonio Banderas at some point if he was the god of hammers. And I was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uncomfortable with this. But yeah, no, he's 1000% in brown face. When did Ricardo Montalban die? Deeply troubling. When did Montalban die? Uh, long after this movie. 2008. See? See? That's who they should have gotten. Yeah, yeah. You had Montalban sitting right there, right? Yep. 2009, he died. You know who was uh, uh, up for this role? Um, yes, I do know, oh, actually. I, wrote I, I know exactly who I, it is. You know who it was? It was Raul Julia. Uh, oh, that would have been better. That's not the person that Jenna told me earlier uh, who was up for this role. Who was not? Ooh, who did Julia. Jenna tell you earlier? Sean Connery. Yes, Sean Connery was also up for this role. That's also worse. Not Mexican. That's worse. <laughs> it's so much worse. It's so much worse. Because <laughs> here's the thing about Sean Connery. Sean Connery doesn't bother to hide his own accent. Ever. Like, can you imagine Sean Connery playing a Mexican? Like, I can show you how to kill your Capitan Love. <laughs> I mean, yes, I can imagine that. Very e- worryingly easily. <laughs> He would totally, like, I don't know, maybe it was a scheduling conflict, but I can't believe for a minute that he wouldn't have done it. Except, no, except, no, 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 at that point, he wasn't acting anymore at that point, was he? Was He was done at that point. Uh, no, that's not true. Finding Forrester came later, and that was his last movie. Not by oh. much, but. Okay. All right. Finding Forrester. We were in high school when Finding Forrester came out. This yeah. is 98 when we were freshmen, so. Okay. Well, I mean, was, it was maybe like a year or two, but. He was close to done. He was very close to done, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, well, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was his last one, and that was like I think two thousand one. So, Ugh. Um, I'm gonna go out on a high note there, buddy. Yeah. No, Raul Julia was supposed to do it. He just he didn't do it because he died, which is so sad. Yeah, his <laughs> he would have been movie, great. He also went out on a low one. His last movie was Street Fighter, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Street Fighter. Yeah, I know. Real bad. Ugh. So sad. Well, I, my vote still goes for Montalban. That would have been fantastic. Yeah, no, look, Montalban would have been. Except, you know what the phenomenal. problem is? If Montalban had done it. This is the first movie we've done in a while that Tom Hanks wasn't supposed to be. That's so good. We've had like a little streak going where it was like, at one point, this was going to be Tom Hanks. Like, no. Yeah, God, <laughs> no, no point was Tom Hanks playing Mexican. I think if it had been Montalban, I think he would have stolen it. Oh, absolutely. Because, I mean. In a movie where Anthony Hopkins is trying to teach charm to Antonio Banderas and then Montalban, Mr. Corinthian Leather. I really love the way Anthony Hopkins says, charm. And he, like, waves his hands in the air. Yes, this is the most Mexican thing I've ever <laughs> I, seen. I not took note all, of that. Not at all Royal Shakespeare. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, this was, your, this was your call. This was your pick. Why yeah. did you pick this movie? I picked it because I thought it was on Netflix and because my wife... <laughs> Um, well, okay, so Jenna, so this, so there were a few, this was, this is another drawn from the cask of road trip VHSs for Jenna's childhood, of nuclear Jenna's family. childhood? Right. Yes, it was, there was, again, it was this, Space Jam, Ace Ventura. I think that's it. I mean, look, that's a solid, that's a solid lineup in the 90s, in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, so I, I picked it because I was hoping to rope her into joining us for this podcast, um, but 
to no avail, but she did watch it with me. Also, I'm trying to pick movies that I don't have to watch by myself. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, this is fair. It's very and, fair. And I mean, like, recently there's been a spate of things that she has had no interest in watching. What is your Zorro history, man? My, oh, we, we've never I don't, we've never talked about our Zorro histories. This I know. Is a new so stage of our friendship I'm, I'm right pretty now. sure I'm pretty sure I know what your Zorro history is. I'm pretty sure your Zorro history is pretty much the same thing as my Godzilla history. It's it was it like so my my Godzilla history was like creature double feature. I would get home from my like piano lesson that I had on Saturday, and I would watch creature double feature. It was always like giant some kind of kaiju something in black and white from the mm. 40s or 50s or whatever and that's what I did and that's how I started to enjoy Godzilla anyway um, I don't have a Zorro history I've, I've, I've seen this now twice I think um, and that's <laughs> that's pretty much the size of it I'm glad Johnny Depp's not in this running around for no fucking reason good god see what I did there can you imagine because I can imagine that it would happen I mean it happened in the Lone it Ranger seems, it seems like we dodged that bullet I no, I actually have a like pretty strong history with the character of Zorro. Um, it's, it's similar, yeah, to your Godzilla history. I grew up watching Zorro as a kid, um, like when, especially in the summertime, um, because we'd be uh, down on the Cape during the summer, and my dad would play golf in the morning, and I'd wake up, and uh, there'd be two things on TV. It'd be uh, Three Stooges, yep. and Zorro. Yep. Um, and I would watch. I would watch Three Stooges and the old, the Disney like late '50s Zorro series. Um, so I love that. I loved that as a kid. It was so much fun. And so I've definitely I've seen this movie. I've seen the sequel, uh, oh, but I haven't watched no. any of these movies in, in quite some time. Sequel's not nearly as good. Do this movie is definitely the better of the two. Do you realize who the villain is in the sequel? Because I didn't know there was a sequel. I forget. I'm amazed that they got Banderas and and uh, Zeta Jones to come back, but they did. The villain is our old pal Rufus Sewell. Oh, it is Rufus Sewell. That's right. He's French in that one. Okay, sure he is. <laughs> sure he is. Uh, I, the only thing I remember about the second one is um, that they like it's like they paired him with a kid, and that's not fun. No, it's like the it's hallmark a of a lame sequel is like Zorro now with a kid sidekick. Ugh, His Zorro was short round. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nobody, nobody needs that. Nobody's asking for that. I wonder. See, the problem is, is that we never got to have the third Zorro, which would have been a return to form because the third one is always a return to right? form. Right. It's always a return to form. Yeah. Yeah. He would have had a teenage kid who fucking hates him. You know, oh, no, that's the fourth one. <laughs> no, the fourth one is when the is when the son takes over and they recast him as fucking like Jai Courtney or something. Oh, stop trying to make Jai Courtney happen. It's never gonna happen. <laughs> Jai bless. Jai bless. Yeah. <laughs> I will. I will look. Here's what I'm gonna say. Just sort of okay. at the outset. Yeah. Um. First of all, you watched this movie. It, it you you chose it because you thought it was on Netflix and it was not on Netflix. Correct. Anymore. Yep. So you watched it on IMDb with ad- free with ads? Is that correct? I watched the first like t- 15 20 minutes of it with ads. So I spent I yeah. the first 20 minutes of the movie plus the first 10 minutes of ads. And I was like Yeah. And Jenna was like we're not doing this. And I was like nope. So I spent the $4 and I rented the thing. It was horrible with the ads. I was going to say I imagine that this movie would have been 
fucking three and a half hours long with ads. Because yeah, no, this movie it was... is so goddamn long. <laughs> it was so much longer than I was expecting it to be. It's not as long as Hook. Yes. But it's... I started this movie at like 11 o'clock at night, which was a tactical error. <laughs> yeah, so like we, we got to the point where he was... Like he had his Rocky training montage, and now he's good mm-hmm. at being Zorro. And I was like, oh, yeah. okay, so it's time for the third act. And then I realized there's still an hour and a half. And I was like, what are we going <laughs> to Actually, it was, it was like it, no, there's it was a whole movie te- left. Technically, in this movie. It was, it technically, it was an hour 43. And I was like, what? <laughs> what is going to happen now? Well, you, you, you forgot to include approximately 45 minutes for him to uh, find his horse, liberate his horse, and another 30 minutes of various horse hijinks yeah, spurs no. throughout the movie. It's like, why is all of this happening? This movie has so much horse hijinks, I don't even know where to start. <sighs> Zoro was like the Mexican Lone Ranger, you know? Like, his horse was a character. He wasn't just like, hey, Zoro, and he has a horse, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, like... This horse, like, has agency. This horse, like, kicks two dudes through a wall. Oh, yeah. And, like, Jenna- like he, he knocks over a bunch of shelves, like, in a fucking Rube Goldberg cartoon. Those were beds. Like, Those ridiculous. were beds. Those were bunk beds. Yeah, they're bunk beds. That's right. They're bunk beds. Ugh. Yeah, no. Jenna was like, I'm pretty sure this horse is what Emma would be if Emma were a horse. Yeah. This horse is like the blues mobile of yeah. horses. Oh my god! No, it was way too much horse hijinks. It was ridiculous. Um, this movie was far too long. Far too long. No, I have it's to like say though, like two twenty-five, and it should be under two. For for being, I, I mean, I'll I'll give it this for being as long as it was. I don't think the pacing was totally terrible. Um, no, it, it, like it, it moves, moves along, but it's way yeah. too long. It's like yes, no. There were only a couple of sequences where I was like, "This doesn't, this doesn't need to be here." The, 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 I think him liberating the horse should be like a five-minute scene that goes on for like fifteen minutes, and uh, and then also uh, when he his first time like in the Zorro getup after after when he when he leaves the barn after he leaves Catherine Zeta Jones in the barn, there's then like another five minutes of him riding away on his horse and like fighting off all, like knocking all the other dudes off their horses to yeah. get away like he should have just left the fucking barn and that should have been the end of the sequence but it goes on for like another 10 minutes so it's like none of, none of this is necessary so okay i don't know if there's a director's cut of this movie i hope not i, hope I feel not. like i watched the director's cut of this movie no I mean, like i no, hope no, no, there's no, a theatrical no, cut that's 20 no, minutes shorter no you know how you know how i know you didn't watch the the, the director's cut if it exists it's because there's a whole sequence missing from this movie. Which is which one is that? Uh, from from this movie that is already two and a half hours. There's a whole sequence missing, and it's the second training montage. Because if you recall, when before they go into the first training montage, sorry, I'm calling it the first, the only training montage. Um, somebody leads off with, "This is going to take a lot of work," right? I think Anthony Hopkins says, "This is yeah. going to take a lot mm-hmm. of work," and then they. He get, he gets good at being Zorro, and then they announce that he's got to go to this to the ball, right? And he's got to be, and they like yes, tee, tee yes. up that he's got to be a charming gentleman, charm, daily charm. Oh uh, oh oh! This and, should be a I, charming montage. A yes. Charming. No no no! And he was like training montage. And, and he like he learns how to use the right fork. He's and got shit. the spoon, and I was and I was like, and I turned to Jenna and I said, "Are we about to have an extra hour of in here of my fair lady?" 
That's interesting because that actually leads to, I was thinking about this. I've always thought in my head of Zorro as like a sort of Batman type story, you know, that he, you know, he's this guy who he's got this persona as this like wealthy sort of playboy kind of guy, but he's all, but he's, he's really this like hero, you know, dresses in all black and Anthony Hopkins is Bruce Wayne. Antonio Banderas is fucking Robin. He's Robin. Well, okay, but here's the thing. Hear me out, though. This store, this movie, sort of goes out of its way. I feel like the original, like the the old Zorro TV series, felt more like the Batman. But this movie, I feel like, goes so far out of its way to give us Banderas's backstory as a dude, like him and his brother, and like you see, you spend so much time with him before he becomes Zorro. Or even like gets sort of into the world of Zorro. Yeah, it's like forty. It's like forty-five minutes. Yeah, exactly. But in the end, it actually felt to me more like Superman. And I mean, I guess Batman is like this as well when you really think about it. But I, I always think of it more like Superman, where it's like there's there's Superman, there's Clark Kent, and then there's Kal El. You know, it's like there's three personas there. Sure. There's the bumbling persona that he puts on in public so no one suspects he's superman there's his superman persona this is me swashbuckling in the, in the outfit or whatever and then there's there's like me who's just like a dude you know yeah. it's like it's the one thing i like about um well it's not the one thing but it's the thing the thing i like the most about uh snyder's man of steel mm-hmm. is that it really feels like you spend a lot you spend a lot of time with kal-el which i feel like a lot of the donner superman movies never really did you know no. No, they didn't try to. Yeah. So this felt a little more like there was like it's like a three-part identity as opposed to like you really feel that Don Alejandro his like, you know, foppish playboy is like a real like comic sort of persona, you know? Yeah. Um whereas in the in the old TV show it always sort of felt like I don't know, he was just this dude it was more like the Adam West Batman, where it was like, oh, that's just he—he he just sort of was himself as yeah. Bruce Wayne. Yeah. It, like Christian Bale's Batman felt more like, oh, I, my Bruce Wayne is a put-on persona as well, you know. Yeah. But like the Adam West Batman felt more like, oh, I'm just uh, th- there's me and there's Batman and there's nothing in between, you know. I I mm-hmm. actually like the three-part secret identity persona. I think that's like a more interesting dichotomy to explore. So I mean, what did you think overall of this, given your your Zorro background? And, and, leaving, so the, the and leaving the overall length of the movie aside, like leaving the runtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, it's – I think it's actually – I think it's a very good Zorro movie, you know? Okay. That opening prologue with Hopkins in the sort of younger mode um, before the sort of flash forward, like that whole sequence feels like such – Icon- like that feels like ripped right out of an episode of the 50s Zorro. Like okay. everything about that. Um it's like it's like classic iconic Zorro shit. And and I think it works. Like I think I like it's really it's really fun. Uh and the sword fighting in this movie is fucking great. You oh, know? I don't like, know, I give... man. No. Really? Okay. Oh, I... So my here my my like childhood background with swashbuckling is hmm. two movies really. Um, yeah. And they're both Errol Flynn. So take that for what it is. It's, it's Robin hood and Seahawk. Obviously that's super choreographed. This is really choreographed to the point of being ridiculous. So, uh, Banderas 
trained extensively. Like he wanted to do his own stunts. Yeah. To uh, you know whatever extent he could. Yeah. There are two people that he trained with. Mm-hmm. The first was the Spanish Olympic fencing team, and the second was Errol Flynn's sword instructor. Okay. I feel like you have like in order to maintain the suspense of it. I feel like you need to feel like there's some surprise, right? That like hmm. that that the person who is dancing, fencing, whatever, is reacting in real time to a threat. Otherwise, hmm. so like if they turn a millisecond too early to the guy that they wouldn't see coming, it doesn't work. It just feels like sure. okay, it yeah, feels yeah. like there's no threat, there's no danger, and it becomes boring. Yeah. No, no, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I, but, I mean, I guess I was okay with it because it felt, in a way, to me, like they were sort of aping that 50s Errol Flynn sort of style. At least it was largely long takes of, like, wide shots so you can actually see these that's two true. guys that's like, true doing actual <laughs> sword fighting as opposed to like you know like the modern version of that where it's a lot of like close-up shaky cam bullshit you know yeah attack of the clones where you can't see anything yeah exactly well well, well hayden christensen has to fight christopher lee and christopher yeah. lee's like a million years old at that point and so obviously yeah. he can't do a lot of fucking sword fighting so there's just a bunch of like close-up shots of their faces with like red and blue lights flashing yeah. off to the side and you're like oh yeah, yeah you're covering for the fact that that actor can't swing a sword around like this was at least like hey i can actually just watch these two actors like actually sword fighting on a set and that's fucking cool you know i'll give you that that's true um i wanted it to be it's like okay all of those action sequences in this movie were very entertaining but they never felt no they don't have like weight to them yeah no no they that's definitely true but that's also true of the original zoro series it was always like like that in that first sequence where it's like zoro like there's like five guys swinging swords at zoro and he's holding off five guys at once by himself so yeah there's no suspense here obviously he's gonna get away and he's gonna beat them all for reasons passing understanding but like yeah it's just fun sword play you know i thought that the movie overall it was better than i was expecting it to be i was really expecting to be hot garbage uh i thought this was going to be bad and it wasn't. It really yeah. wasn't. I mean, there are parts yeah. of it that are bad. Um, I can tell you the one thing that I really genuinely remembered about this movie is one What's single that? line. And then maybe it's from the trailer even. Um, but I remember Anthony Hopkins Probably. saying to Antonio Banderas, do you know how to use that thing? And he says, yes, the point the end goes the in the other man. The point goes into the other man. That's all that's I remember. That's 100% in the trailer. Okay. That is 1,000% in the trailer. Okay. Well, that's really all I remembered from it. That's interesting because I feel like... I had the opposite experience, which is to say that, like, I've seen this movie many times, but haven't watched it in a decade plus. Yeah. And this time for me, it was like the I, all I could see were like the faults, mm. which I shouldn't say all I could see was the faults. Like there were bits where I was like, oh, yeah, this is really great. I'm really enjoying this. But the faults stood out to me a lot more in this viewing. You know what I mean? Yeah. The whole opening sequence with, like, young Hopkins is, like, so on point Zorro, you know? And a lot of Banderas, like, I think Banderas actually makes a fantastic Zorro. It's a shame. I feel like there should have been, like, five good Zorro movies. He should, this should have been, like, a great franchise for him. This is, like, a character he was, like, born to play. As opposed to one okay one and one really shitty one. 
Yeah, well, and the sequel is like eight years later, too, you know? Um, and I feel like this movie was like a pretty solid box office hit. Like, I don't think it was like amazing, but I think it like it made money. I think I feel like it was pretty well received, you know? When do the, these two Zora movies fit in with um, El Mariachi, the El Mariachi trilogy? Uh, the first one, El Mariachi, well... That's not him, fine. Yeah, no, Banderas is in Desperado, which is definitely before this. When was Once Upon a Time in Mexico? Off the top of my head, I can look it up. But off the top of my head, I'm pretty sure it's Desperado, this, Once Upon a Time, and then the second Zorro. Interesting. Interesting. And his character in in Desperado and Mexico is like, yeah, he's not he's not unZorro like. He never wears a mask, but like, yeah. you know, there's, yeah. there's some similarities you can draw there. We should talk about the makeup in this movie. Besides uh, Anthony Hopkins, you mean? Well, both the Anthony Hopkins and and the villain, uh, Governor Whatever Rafael is. Montero. Yeah. Um, his name is like Arnold Smith or something like that. I think he is also a very white dude. Oh, you think? Stuart Wilson. His name is Stuart Wilson. He was born in Surrey, England. So, yeah, oh. super white. Um, so, like, on top of the brown face part of the makeup, which is already troubling, um, this movie, like, I it couldn't I couldn't help but think of the the Marvel movies because there's a lot of time spent in this movie trying to de-age actors with makeup. Oh, because you couldn't yeah. do it digitally at the time. Yeah. But like, it's super awkward. Like, it's not very successful. Um, young Anthony Hopkins at the beginning and young Stuart Wilson like they just have terrible like wigs they just have like terrible dark hair on top yes Um, and just they're just plastered in makeup to try and get rid of their wrinkles in a vacuum it might work if it was just the two of them it might be okay except half of their scenes together also have Hopkins's wife who is an actress who is the correct age. <laughs> so every scene with the two of them, you're like, she is 30 years younger than you. <laughs> this is no way this is not creepy. <laughs> I wasn't exactly sure where you were going with the makeup thing, but that's true. Um, yeah. I mean, like, there's no you getting can put around as it. much fucking foundation on Anthony Hopkins as you want. You are never going to make him look in his 30s, which is what you are trying to achieve. Yes, 30-year-old Mexican Anthony Hopkins is not convincing. It's never going to happen. <laughs> no. Uh, but then there's also the scene later on, and he's not even playing young anymore, in the like sort of the present day, later in the movie, yeah. when the, the villain there, uh, Montero, when he's like throwing the big party, you know? Yeah. And he's like, he, he's got like rouge and lipstick he's like made up like a china doll it's crazy he's got so much makeup on he literally looks like like a six-year-old girl decided to play dress up with him and like put makeup on his face (laughs) which maybe that's historically accurate i don't know but it looks fucking crazy he's not wearing less makeup (laughs) than anyone else it's just it's just it's just the wrong color (laughs) like all which is saying something considering Anthony Hopkins in this movie is wearing an awful lot of makeup, which is categorically the wrong color. Yeah, this movie is problematic as fuck. Yep. Yes, it sure is. Speaking of problematic. Oh, no. (laughs) Let's talk about about that scene 
Okay. With Banderas and Catherine Zeta-Jones okay. in the stable when they sword fight. The rhythm of that whole scene is weird. It's like, okay, I, I see where you're going, where they start doing the slow burn of like a cut that cuts off this little piece of of yeah of clothing. And then this one. There's kind of a foreplay thing happening here. I got you. And mm-hmm. then he just says, hold still, don't move. And goes, <laughs> and now she doesn't have a shirt on. And it's like, are you yeah. serious? Even before that, like, they're, like, sword fighting, and he just keeps, like, forcibly kissing her, like, and she's very clearly, like, not into it. I mean, like, she's not unattracted to him, but, like, it's, like, he's just making the decision, and she's not, like, not, she's not into it in the moment. I I don't know. It it feels very much of that, like, I can tell you want to kiss me, so I'm just going to kiss you, and you'll like it. It's like, that's not, uh, that is very not okay. No, I, so, I, ugh. I, it's I, the baby it's cold outside of Zoro's is what's happening oh, in that scene. That's <laughs> I was about to try and defend this a little bit, but I don't know. And I feel like when this movie came out, that was sort of like a ooh, it's like kind of like a, a sexy, playful banter scene, and like twenty two years later it's like, no, that no, scene feels kinda rapey. It's a I'm not rapey. a fan of that. The problem with that scene was is that they should have held there should have been a single kiss in that sequence and it should have been way at the end after at the very end of it yeah yes and also Um, he shouldn't have cut all of her clothes off with his sword yes with apps for absolutely no reason my favorite part of that scene how awkward is it when (laughs) when when uh stewart whatever his name is comes in at the end stewart white guy when stewart Stewart, white guy comes in dude yes and they're they're just talking and she's got no top on, and he's looking at her like, "Why aren't you dressed?" And she's like, "He was very vigorous." I'm like, "What the? F- very vigorous." Like you think, like you think you're talking to your father right now. Why are you saying this this way? Catherine Zeta Jones, in general, this movie put her on the map in a way, and that actually feels impressive because she has to do a lot with very little in this movie like she's given some real shitty dialogue to try and make work like what she has that line where she's in the confession she's like i tried to do what my father wants but my heart it is too wild like it's just it's like Like, telenovela shit you know like it's so melodramatic and i don't even think she does like a particularly good job of selling it for the most yeah. part. Like that that scene where she first shows up and she comes on the shore and she's in like pastel petticoats and she's like, oh, father, oh, blah, 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 blah. Like a lot of it is really over the top. And I feel like she's sort of doing it, like that's the way it's written. And so she's just sort of like doing the best she can with it. Yeah. But like rather than try and make it feel like grounded and realistic, she just sort of like goes big with it. Like just go big or go home. And I like, I respect that move, but I, it, it amazes me that like people saw that and were like, yeah, let's put her in a fucking espionage movie with, with John Connery, you know, after this, uh, at the end of the movie, Jenna was like, um, I need you to put on, um, the opening sequence of Chicago, which I have never seen. Um, and I was like, okay, so I've I, never seen that either. And Jenna was like, she wanted to make the point to me that Catherine Zeta Jones is extremely talented. She can sing. Oh, she's great. She can dance. She can act. And she was, and so she showed me that like the whole, you know, and all that jazz um, opening sequence from Chicago. And there's like, Oh, all that. Yeah. Four months pregnant when she was doing this. 
It's like, that's amazing. No, she's very talented. I just yeah. think this movie is not a great showcase of those talents. No, it's, it's like, not. No, it's It actually not. surprises me that she, like, that she was able to parlay this into like the career that she had. Or yeah. has, I should say. Yeah. Her character also has a lot of baby memories. <laughs> yeah. Like, the amount of things that she remembers while being an infant is astounding. Yeah, kind of weird if I'm honest, but... I also want to bring up the really, really verbose title card at the very beginning oh it's like a full page yes and, and it's like not only is it just a lot of text but it's like it's really it's like so flowerly written yeah it, the, the text is on the screen for like three full minutes because you like you really need time to absorb it and to also like learn the history it's trying to teach you i i was so nervous that made me so nervous it made me really anxious whenever i get a title card like that, like, get, it's gonna go away before i finish reading no it. i know it's like when you see that much text like i have to read this so fast jenna started reading it aloud and i was like <laughs> shh i gotta get this. like <laughs> i can't read it like, while shh. you say it out loud yeah no i was like you're reading it too slow and i can't read ahead if you're reading it at me at that speed and so i was like <laughs> It made me really anxious. What are your thoughts on the Captain Love, the white cavalry guy? I mean, he seemed like standard white boy to me. I've got a head in a bucket, sure. Um, <laughs> I'm. Yep, you 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 seem like a, an 1800s racist cop. Yeah. Um, See, that's interesting because I actually kind of felt the opposite. I felt like he seemed super modern to me. Like we we talked a couple of weeks back about. Uh, uh, John Carter and how like I think Taylor Kitsch is really miscast in that role because he doesn't feel period to me he feels super modern and I like don't buy him as a Civil War era person and that's kind of how I feel about this guy who I like I've seen in many other things he's been on like a million TV shows and stuff and he's yeah. like he feels very much like a douchey frat bro kind of guy he, he and does he just um, he felt very modern to me you know yeah I mean I, I see that but I think they also I mean he's clearly an American um, he's also which, the only white makes, guy in this movie that gets to play a white guy, which it's, is, it's true. You know. That's true. That's true. <laughs> there are a lot of white guys in this movie and he's the only one who's actually playing a white guy. <laughs> what about, what about, uh, the other, the, the third, the third bandit? Three finger Jack. Three finger Three Jack. Finger Jack is my fucking guy. favorite. That guy fucking rocks. Yes. Yeah. No, he is a white guy playing a white guy. He's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, Doctor Love. Not Doctor Love. Uh, talk about Love. talk about one of the best. Talk about one of the greatest all time fucking death scenes when he comes flying through the fucking air with a pickaxe. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Though I have to say, I, I did appreciate awesome. the way that Raphael and Captain Love fucking ate it at the. They they got it real good at the yeah, end. Crushed by gold bars and driven off a cliff that's a fucking brutal death sequence my favorite part is that you can see the body of Raphael like flying yeah yeah there are limp bodies falling down the cliff it's like uh it's like that that scene at the end of uh, or not the end but uh in last crusade I think uh when the the tank drives over yes and you can see the, the dude at the top of the tank yeah I yelled out loud I pointed at the screen and yelled I goes there he goes like <laughs> No, it was great. Like, great. people don't usually get it that good. They got it. They got it good at the end, and they deserved it, and it was very satisfying. I will give right? it that. That was a good one. So Antonio Banderas' character is Alejandro Murrieta, 
and he's got his brother who gets killed at the beginning, uh, yes. Joaquin. Apparently, Joaquin Murrieta was a, a real guy. Apparently, he – I think he and Three Finger Jack were, like, real characters, like, oh. real historic figures. Um, and Murrieta was, I believe, the sort of basis for Zorro. He was oh, this, like, huh. you know, bandit guy who – stole from the rich and shit and i think that was that was sort of one of the bases for for zorro and one of the notes that i saw it it seemed to indicate that captain love was also a real guy who did kill murietta and kept his head in a jar like that 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 all might be historically accurate sure. um which like cool um but here's my question in that scene in the movie where he's got the the dude's head in the jar, and he drinks and out of it. And Banderas is, yeah, Banderas is trying to show that he's like not bothered by it, so he drinks out of it. But isn't that just like formaldehyde in a jar? Did Banderas just like throw back a shot of formaldehyde? Oh, I'm pretty. Or sure Or we're supposed to believe you. that it's like alcohol? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I guess it could be alcohol, but what, is alcohol preservative? I like. Is he just white wine? Is he swimming in? Is the head swimming in Chardonnay? That's what I, I want to know. I mean, maybe he's pickled, like like Lenin. Just 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 just, just, pick, just they pickled they pickled him. What if they did pick him? What if that's just vinegar? Just drink some vinegar, man. That's not oh. better. Eh. <laughs> Let's talk about other Zoros. Is it time? I'm so excited. Um, well, first I'm going to throw this out there. So I was looking around. So. We were talked about earlier uh, other people who were uh, lined up to play Diego de la Vega. Yes. So I posed the question to you yes. uh, last night, which was, if we got a Zorro remake today, who should play Zorro? Yes. Because it's been over a decade since the last one of these, and most people don't even remember that there was a second Zorro movie. So yeah, I didn't you could know. call it basically 15 some odd years since there's been a, a Zorro movie that anyone gave a shit about. So if we had a modern... A current remake yes. of Zorro. My question to you, sir, is who, who should play Zorro? Okay, so I came up with a few because my head went to I'm a excited. number of just my head went to a several different places. Um, my first thought, um, and I'm sticking to it, is that it should be absolutely played by a Mexican actor. Um, yes. I think you can also get away with a Spanish actor. I think you can, because... and I'll give you, I'll give a little bit of wiggle room, but should yeah. be, should be a Mexican actor. Should be a Mexican actor. Yes, one hundred percent. Okay, um, which led me to Google Mexican actors because I'm pretty sure that I don't know who any actors are anymore. Um, even though I've seen movies, Fair. I just like I don't know who I don't know who's in anything or actors I do know who I might not know are Mexican. Um, and so I said, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, sure, I'm going to, I'm going to do this with a little bit, a little bit of information and look it up because it's 2020. I was like, maybe we should have a female Zorro, um, Ooh, which I, I like think, that. Would, which I think would be a, like a new take on the character. And I think it would be a lot of fun. I think it would work sure. if, they, if they put, if they cast the right person, I think it would really work. And the person who popped into my head immediately was Michelle Rodriguez, which I think would be a lot of fun. I don't know how old she is right now anymore. I've just, she's probably closer to 40. You know, like, she's probably closer to 40 than 30. Okay, well, all right, maybe not then. But even so, the idea. Um, and then I thought, well, if she's too old, maybe I should lean into it and do another different take on the character. And you're going to love this one. Danny Trejo. I'm very excited. 
Yes, yes, one a thousand percent, Danny Trejo. <laughs> I mean, I will watch him. Danny Trejo anything. also came up in my lists, and but yes, how, he, at the how, very least, like he should how, be in this movie. How fucking great would Danny Trejo as Zorro be? It'd be so much fun to watch. And then I was like, okay, and I was looking, and I was like, Diego Luna, I can see it, I can see it. He's on my list. Yeah, he's a little, he's a little skinny. He's a little um, skinny. He's and a then, little skinny, and he's not—he's not super tall either. But like, but I can see him having that—the the charisma of it, you know. Yes, and then it hit me, and this is the person I'm going with. Go for it, Michael Pena. You know what? It's a solid fucking choice because um, he like they can buff he anybody. Was, up. He was like the first person that came up in my list too, and I was like, ooh, that would be so fun. Yeah, you know? he, he he's charming. He can do like the he's sort of goofy, but he like again they could buff him up. They can make him he he can do the kind of rags to riches thing. I think Michael mm-hmm. Payne would be a fantastic Zorro. I would love it. I, I would th- love that. So I think and I think this goes to sort of an overall question, which is you know what's sort of the tone of the Zorro movie you want to make, and I think that's actually one of the things that this movie does really well Mm. is that I think it kind of balances the sort of uh, like the fun swashbuckling adventure part with like, you know, legit like sort of action adventure kind of chops, you know? Um, Like, I mean, Alejandro's backstory is like some kind of dark, legit revenge shit. But then there's also like, horse hijinks and like allow me to pretend to be a Spanish playboy, you know, like, and, and Banderas is really well cast. He's really well suited to be able to do both of those things. Yes. Um, and in a way I kind of like, I think in a way almost that almost sort of feels like one of the more dated things about this movie is I almost feel like they don't make that movie anymore. You know, either you go like full Michael Pena and you just make it like a straight up fucking comedy. You just make it like a, a almost like a satire of Zorro movies or like, you know, like a riff on Batman, essentially. Mm-hmm. Or you get someone like super fucking serious and you make it like a fucking gritty Christopher Nolan. Like, revenge Zorro, Christopher story. Nolan prevents presents Zorro. More or less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I was thinking about it. Um, I had a couple names. Um, is Diego one of them on Ryan? Is one of them Ryan Gosling? Because that would be in no, line. Ryan. <laughs> that would be in line. Ryan with Gosling one. not on my list. <laughs> but uh, they could they not could t- enough brown face in the world. Oscar Isaac showed up on my list. And I was like, yeah. oh, that could be interesting. I thought about that one. Thought about that one. And he's actually someone who could probably bridge that gap. Like mm. he he can be kind of fun and charming, but can also be like very serious. Yeah. Um, but okay, so. I'm going to throw out a weird name here. Are you aware of this Princess Bride Quibi thing that was happening? Uh, I think so, yeah. Quibi, the weird-ass short-form streaming service, um, did this like remake of Princess Bride thing where yeah. Jason Reitman just enlisted a bunch of celebrities who are all locked down in quarantine in their homes to like film little snippets yeah. of the princess bride. Yes. Yes. I've seen and it. then he, yes. he cut it all together into this big series. Um, Jamie and I watched it because 
I, I enjoy Princess Bride, but Jamie fucking loves The Princess Bride. Um, and it's very good. It's very entertaining, and they get a wide variety of people, and, like, half the fun is just seeing, oh, now fucking Jack Black is playing Wesley. Yes. Like, cool. Yeah. Um, near the end, where Inigo Montoya fights the Six-Fingered Man. Yeah. You know who they got to play Inigo Montoya for that sequence? Javier Bardem. And Javier Bardem plays it, like, deadly seriously. Like, he brings, like, 120% to this. And, like, he's literally in his living room swinging around a loaf of bread as a sword. But he's playing it, like, so straightforward and serious. Like, it is Shakespearean drama. And, like, it's amazing. It's hilarious because of the incongruity. But it's like, man... In a way, Javier Bardem would be fucking fun. Like, if you wanted to make, like, a fucking like, dark and gritty fucking Zorro, like, Javier yeah. Bardem would fucking kill it. Yes. Yes. I mean, I don't want my Zorro to be deadly serious, but, like, he'd be super fun to watch, I think. I think that's true. I mean, he's kind of old, though, too, for that. Like, I mean, he's At this fi- point, yes. No, he's very, he's, he's very much on the older side now. He's 51 right now. Even that is, like, that's sort of an oddball choice. What I've decided... Yeah. is my 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 actual preferred choice yes. um and not not mexican but spanish okay pedro pascal i think pedro pascal would be fucking great i was thinking about that i really was i was thinking about it because watched the mandalorian recently have you seen him in other stuff because like the other two big things that i think of him from i feel like you maybe haven't seen what narcos no no not narcos i haven't watched narcos um i mean game of thrones put him on the map and i know you haven't watched game of thrones right i have not that's true wait who was he in he's very good in game of thrones his his character in game of thrones is very zorro ish um he's in the second kingsman he's like the cowboy guy with the whip Oh, yeah. Why did I not put that together? And and that's also like a pretty good, like it's not Zorro, but like it's the right sort of vibe, you know? Yeah, okay. All right, I can see it. He's more fun than the Mandalorian allows him to be, you know? Oh, sure, yeah. Like I think he's actually pretty funny, and I think he he could be a fucking killer Zorro, I feel like. You know what? I think these are all pretty solid choices. There should be another Zorro movie, is my point. I love Zorro, and I want another Zorro movie. <sighs> who should... That's okay, wait. If they were, here's here's a, probably a better question. Rather than who should Zorro be, if they were going to do a new one, who should direct it? Because I feel like... I mean, it's, it's tough. Re- it's really easy to fuck this up, I think. Like, really easy to fuck this up. Sure. I mean, look, I would love to see a Mexican or a Spanish filmmaker. Like, I would love to see a Mexican filmmaker get a, get a crack at this. Um, Hiring another fucking mediocre white guy to direct Zorro seems insulting. It does. Yeah. And also probably just not as much fun as it ought to be. Um, Yeah. You know who would be good is the guy. uh, What's his fucking name? Fede Alvarez, who directed the the Evil Dead remake, which is pretty good. Um, Oh, yeah. He's from from Uruguay. But... um, that movie, that movie's pretty fucking good, and uh, like I, I would, I, he'd be, he'd be a great choice. I feel like mm. we could get Del Toro to do it, but then it would be weird. <laughs> would you like to Yo, see look, a Guillermo Benicio Del Toro? Hold on a sec. Would you, would you like to see a Guillermo Del Toro Zorro movie? <laughs> Fuck yeah! That'd be Absolutely fucking goddamn. Lutely, I would fucking, love to see that. Be fucking crazy. 
there'd be creatures and like yeah there'd be fu- he'd have to fight like a fucking lagoon monster and a fucking ghost it would be amazing <laughs> I, I actually, honestly that would be amazing it'd be it'd, it'd be like uh uh laurel and hardy meet the wolfman you know like <laughs> yeah i mean i would i would watch that well listen let's let's sum up we've been at this for a little while now yeah. um i'm i'm pretty positive on it i think there's a i think there's a bunch of shit i look I think this movie should be like a half hour shorter. I think you should not cast a bunch of old white guys to play young Mexican guys. But, uh-huh. uh, and, and, and I think some of the gender politics is very problematic at this point. Well, um, yeah. yeah. But Antonio Banderas is great. I think it's got like a fun adventure vibe. I think there are sections of it that feel like a thousand percent like real vintage Zorro shit. Um, and I think it's like generally pretty enjoyable, you know, yeah. like there, th- there was definitely more stuff that stuck out as like problematic to me this time, but like generally it's pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, I just wish it w- didn't drag on as long as it fucking did. Yeah. You know? I mean, I was going to say like, we, we've watched a number of movies that are two and a half hours or more at this point. And I have to say yeah. that this, this one was not the draggiest. <laughs> I'll go there with you. Um, I, no, I, I think Yes, every, everything you just said, I think is is correct. There are there are some problematic things, um, and I think there are some problematic things beyond standard. Oh, this is twenty years old. Problematic things. Um, yeah, but overall, yeah, I mean, I think it was all right. It was better than I was expecting it to be. So yeah, I like I like this movie, man. It it's not it's not perfect. It's got some it's got some glaring issues for sure. But generally speaking, like yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I think it held up. I think it held up. It's your honor. Uh, what do you want to watch next time? It is my honor. What Hudson Hawk? Which one's? I don't think I've ever seen that. What is it? Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis plays a cat burglar. No, don't know it. Really? Yeah. Bruce Willis plays a cat burglar who sings show tunes. Bruce Willis and Danny Aiello play cat burglars. Yeah, who sing I show have 1991. Yeah, no, I've never heard of this. Oh, okay. We're going to watch that movie then. Okay. I'm very excited about this now. All right. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Hudson Hawk. Hudson Hawk it is. All right. Well, in that case, that does it for this week. We've had fun talking. I hope you've had fun listening. Tune in next week for some singing Bruce Willis goodness. Have a lovely evening and a fantastical tomorrow. Goes! <laughs>